Today's Dab is Dab Chav Gimel, page 23 in Mesechus Megillah, and we pick up from the very top line. We're at the two dots. Um, we are Yomtev Chamisha, Yomekipurim Shisha, Vachulu. The Mishnah had said, how many aliyahs do we have on various days? We said Monday, Thursday, Shabbos Mincha 3, Cholamoyed, and Rish Chodesh is 4, and Yomtev, there's 5 aliyahs, and Yomekipurim, there's 6 aliyahs, Shabbos, there's seven aliyahs. That's what we're quoting over here. All right, second line. Says the Gemara. Masnis and money. Who is the Tana of our mission? And in classic Gemara form, the Gemara says, I'll tell you who it's not. All right. Before we know who it is, we got to know who it's not. Loi Rabbi Shmol, loi Rabbi Akiva. It's not the opinion of Rabbi Shmol, nor is it the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. Now, let's go through the Brisa. Let's see. Ditani will enter the Brisa. Biyomtev Chamisha on Yomtev, there's five aliyahs. Ubi Yomekipurim Shisha on Yom Kippur, there's six aliyahs. Ubi Shabbos Shiva. On Shabbos, there is seven aliyahs. So far, so good. That seems like our Mishnah. In Pechsin Mehen, you cannot have any less than that amount of aliyahs. However, ve'en ma'isif in aleim. You also cannot add aliyas. Divrei Rabbi Yishmol. This is the pin of Rabbi Yishmol. Now, could Rabbi Yishmol be the ton of our Mishnah? No, because in our Mishnah we learned that when it comes to Shabbos, you're allowed to add aliyas. Okay, so we have the proper amount of initial aliyas according to Rabbi Yishmol: five for Yom Tiv, six for Yom Kippur, seven for Shabbos. But our Mishnah said you're allowed to even add. While Rabbi Yishmol says nothing doing, there's no addition. So Rabbi Yishmol is not going to work out completely with our with that part of the Mishnah about Ed. Okay. Rabbi Akiva, I mean, let's get into Rabbi Akiva's opinion, see whether he could be the town of our Mishnah. Rabbi Akiva says, Biyamtif Chamisha. On Yamtif there's five aliyas. Biyamakipurim Shiva. On Yamkipur there's seven aliyas. Ubishabh Shisha on Shabbos there's six aliyas. Ain't Pakhsimahem you can't have any less than five, seven and six. Avol my Sivahim, but you are permitted to add. So can Rabbi Akiva be the town of our Mishnah? No, because Rabbi Kiva, even though he's allowing the addition of aliyahs, he says that on Yom Kippur you're going to have seven aliyahs on Shabbos six, which is not our Mishnah. Our Mishnah said Yom Kippur is six on Shabbos is seven. So Rabbi Shmuel is going to have the problem where he doesn't allow us to add on Shabbos, and Rabbi Kiva is going to have the problem where he says Shabbos is only six. All right. Now the Gemara is going to articulate the question. Money, who's the time of our Mishnah? E Rabbi Shmuel, if you're going to tell me the time is Rabbi Shmuel, we have a question on whether you're allowed to add aliyahs. Rabbi Akiva, if you can tell me the time is Rabbi Akiva, Kasha Shisha Vishiva, we have a contradiction about six or seven. Rabbi Akiva holds Yom Kippur has seven and Shabbos has six, question mark. So where are we holding now? The Gemara had asked, who's the Tana? And the answer is, it's not Rabbi Akiva, not Rabbi Shmuel. So we're kind of stuck. So who's, who's it going to be? Answers the Gemara, Omar Rava. Rava says to answer, Tana Debei, Rabbi Shmuel, he learned the Bismedish of Rabbi Shmuel. They are the town of our Mishnah. The yeshiva of Rabbi Shmuel is the town of our Mishnah. The town of the Rabbi Shmuel. Because they taught in the yeshiva of Rabbi Shmuel. Biyamtev Chamisha. Yamtev gets five aliyahs. Yamikipurim Shisha. Vishabbis Shiva. Beautiful. So far, so good. And Paisimahem. So far, so good. You can't have any less. Avol, Maisif, and Aleim. But you are permitted to add Divrei Rabbi Yishmael. So you're right. It's not Rabbi Akiva. Okay? And uh, it's, it's not Rabbi Akiva. And as far as Rabbi Shmuel, we had a question of Taisefes. Because before we quoted Rabbi Shmuel to say you can't have any additional aliyahs. But now Rabbi Shmuel's yeshiva is quoting him to say you're allowed to have additional aliyahs. See, he fits beautifully. But now what's the problem? 
He himself is a contradiction. What does he hold the Maisa? Before we quote him to say no extra alias. And now his Talmidim are saying, no, 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 you could have extra alias. <laughs> Which one is it? Ask the Gemara, Kasha Derby Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel. We have a question from one, one statement of Rabbi Shmuel onto another statement of Rabbi Shmuel, whereas at one place Rabbi Shmuel says you're not allowed to add alias, other place says you are. Answer the Gemara, trade Tanoi, Alibad Rabbi Shmuel, period. Rabbi Shmuel had two Talmidim. He had a lot more than two Talmidim. But there were two Talmidim that quoted him in uh, having uh, different sukkim. Okay, there's different versions of Rabbi Shmuel's opinion. So, who is the Tana of our Mishnah? It's Rabbi Shmuel according to the opinion of the student who states that there's five aliyahs for Yom Tev, six aliyahs Yom Kippur, seven aliyahs for Shabbos, and you're permitted to add on to the Shabbos aliyahs. Period. Okay. Beautiful. Here we go. Listen to this. We're going to get into why there's five on Yom Tev, six on Yom Kippur, seven for Shabbos. Listen closely. This is Gavaldin. Mamish, Mamish, a life lesson. Man Tana Lahadatanya. Who is the Tana who taught the following Bryce? Be Yom Tev, on a Yom Tev, Me'acharin Lavoy. Yom Tev. Davening starts later. People come later to davening. Ma'acharin lavat. However, memarin lotzes. People want to, you know, they, they, they leave davening quick. That's on a regular yomtif, okay? You come late and you leave early. Now, either it's talking about the start time and leave time, or it means paka, just same start to regular time, right? Like we, we, we explained, there was a shul, an out of town shul. Smaller than ours, where the there was a gabai who only one gabai had the key to the shul. Nobody else was able to get in without the without the gabai of the shul. Well, one yomtiv, the gabai, everybody shows up to shul. Davening starts at nana zegar. Davening starts at nine o'clock, and the gabai shows up at five to nine, and he, he reaches into his pocket, and there's no key. There's no key. The guy lives a two mile walk. He's got to walk all the way back home, hop the key. Come back. It's finally back at ten o'clock. Yeah, it comes back a good hour later. Good hour later. Fine. Davening starts. Davening starts late. So when it came time for the drusha, the rav gets up in shul, and he says, "I want to start by apologizing to two groups of people. The first group of people I want to apologize to is everybody who came on time and needed to wait because we started davening late. And the other group of people I want to apologize to." are those who came at 10 o'clock hoping they'd be late, but Nebuch ended up being on time. <laughs> right? Sometimes, like, you know, you walk late into a minion. Somebody's like, no, you want to start a new minion now? You're like, no, Michael Tavis. You know, I prefer to start at Barhu. <laughs> I'm not interested in being on time, right? So that's what it... Coming late, leaving early. Okay, let's keep going. Listen to this on Yom Kippur. Memarin lavai, people come early to show, umaachrin lotzeis, and they take their time leaving. Ubeshabis, and on Shabbos, memarin lavai, people come early, umaachrin, umemaharin lotzeis, but um, they are quick to leave. Now, Rashi explains what's going on over here. What's pshat by, uh, by Yom Tif? We're going to come late and leave early. On Yom Kippur, we come early, stay late. On Shabbos, we come early and leave early. What's the, what's the pshat in that? So Zok Rashi, Rashi explains to us that it has to do with husbands helping 
out at home with the children, and also when it comes to food preparation, okay? When it comes to a yomtif, where we're permitted to prepare the food on yomtif, so people are busy at home in the morning helping, helping with the kinder, and they have to leave home, uh, they, they, you know, we gotta get home from davening because the food needs to be prepared. On Shabbos, it's forbidden to cook. So on Shabbos, what happens? People come early. There's no cooking to be done, but memar and latzies, because there's a chiyav suda. You want to make sure. You got oinik Shabbos. You got to taste your Shabbos food. So people leave up. But Yom Kippur, people come early and stay late. You come early. What's the excuse not to come early? You're preparing? There's no food. Where, 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 are, you, where are you running away to? You're not eating till later tonight. Okay? Now, <coughs> Excuse me. Who's the Tana of that Brisa? Says the Gemara, Lema Rabbi Akiva. Let's say it's Rabbi Akiva. The Islay Gabri Yasera. Because according to Rabbi Akiva, he holds on Yom Kippur, there's more Aliyahs than on Shabbos. Now, why would you have more Aliyahs on Yom Kippur than on Shabbos? Because people are, are more, more relaxed about staying late. No, have additional Aliyahs. Shabbos, you want to get home for the Suda, you should have less Aliyahs. That seems to be the Svar of Rabbi Akiva. Answers the Gemara, no, not necessarily. Afilu Tim Rabbi Shmo. You could even say it's the Vidna Rabbi Shmo who says again what we hold. Five on Yom Tif, six Yom Kippur, seven on Shabbos. The Nafesh Sidura de Yaima. Yeah, he says, listen, the Nafesh Sidura de Yaima means that the bottom line is it's a very long davening and has nothing to do with one more aliyah during Kriya Sater. That's what he's going to say. Aye, six aliyah, only six aliyahs. <laughs> Look at the rest of the Machzer. Yeah, they, they say over from, I think, the Ger Rebbe. They asked the Gerebbe, this went viral this year. They asked the Gerebbe why, the, why they don't make a machzer that only has in it the parts of davening that the Ger Hasidus says. Instead, everybody's constantly skipping. So they asked the Rebbe, let's make a machzer that only has for our minug. The Gerebbe says, what? And take away the joy of a yid when you get to skip 20 pages in a machzer? <laughs> Let, let Yidin be happy. You get this all of a sudden, the 20 pages ahead. Ah, that feeling where you're 20 pages later, you know? <laughs> he says, could I to keep the regular machzer and let Yidin skip? Okay, here we go. Hani Shleisha, period. Okay. New Gemara. Says the Gemara, Hani Shleisha, Hamisha, Vishiva, Kenegan, me. The three aliyahs of Monday, Thursday, and Shabbos. Five aliyahs of Yom Tif. And seven aliyahs for Shabbos, what do they represent? What are you going to point out? What's the initial question? What about six? Yeah, what about six for Yom Kippur? Hold off, we're going to get to that. Right now, we want to know what's, what's the deal with the three, five, and seven. Answer the Gemara, Rav Yitzhak Bar Nachmeni argues, V'chad and somebody who was with him, yet yeah, it was obviously some, some tzaddik, some real Tamar Chacham, they argued about the three, five, and seven, what they represent. Umanu, Rav Shim Ben Pazi. was Rav Shim Ben Pazi, who was arguing on Rabbi Yisak Bar Nachmeni. Vamri Law, some say Rishim Mempazi, that really was Rishim Mempazi, and the one arguing on him was Vachad the Ime, Yuman Rabbi Yisak Bar Nachmeni. Okay, the question is, who started the show and who's the sidekick? Seder. Chad Omar, Kenegar Berchaz Kayinim. Gvaldik. One of them says, the reason why there's three aliyahs, Monday, Thursday, and Shabbos Mincha, is Kenegar Berchaz Kayinim. We know Kenegar, the, the Berchaz Kayinim, Three words. Ya'er Hashem Panov Elecha Vichunaka. Five words. Yisa Hashem Panov Elecha Vyasem Lecha Shalom. Beautiful. Seven. So you have three, five, and seven. Mamish Mechadik. All right? 
It's, it represents the three Shemrei Asaf, the three uh, people who were appointed to oversee the Beis Hamikdash, Hamisha Mirei Pnei Melech, and the that's the, the the three is the people who oversaw the Beis Hamikdash. The five are the, those who sat with the king and Shiva Raya Pnei Melech, and there were seven people who always saw. Rashi says this is talking about Achashverosh's advisors. Amrle Abai Abai says one second. Out in my time, Amrle Parish Lanmar. You know, Tony. I'm sorry, Tony. Rabbi Yisef. Rabbi Yisef says Shleisha Chamisha Veshiva Shleisha Sharmi Asav Chamisha Rai Pnei Melch Shiva Rai Pnei Melch. Yeah, okay, fine. Amrle Abai Abai says out in my time, Amrle Parish Lanmar. Abai says to his beloved Rabbi Rabbi Yisef, Why didn't you tell us? Such a deep and important piece of information until now. Why, why did you need to wait to be asked? If you have important Tyra and a good tam, good flavor, good taste, good reasoning to teach us, Rabbi, why did you wait for this? Uh, you know, for us to extrapolate it from you. Teach this to us on your own. Amar le, Rabbi Yisuf says to his beloved student Abaye, lo have yedana Yeah, I didn't know it was mamish so important to you. Did you ever ask me for something and I didn't tell you? And now the Gemara is going to move on. I think there's a beautiful idea taking place here between Abaye and Rabbi Yisif, where Abaye, the very hush of a student of Rabbi Yisif, is saying to his Rebbe, listen, it's important for a Rebbe to teach a Talmud things that, that he goes on the offensive. Let me teach you more Torah. Let me teach you more. Let me teach you more. Let me teach you more. And Rabbi Yisuf saying, there's always more Torah to learn, Abaye. I'll share the information when it becomes pertinent, when it becomes Nigea. But just to expect, um, you know, just to expect a Rebbe to, you know, on the top, you know, on his own, understand everything that the Talmud is interested in hearing, a Rebbe's not a prophet. Right? When it comes up, we could share it, but don't be too demanding of me as, as a rabbi. I never withheld you. If you would ever ask me, I'll share it. And this is a little bit of a fascinating back and forth taking place between the, the Talmud and the Rebbe Halavai. Every Rebbe had a Talmud like this. Now that we explained the three, five, and seven, what is the six alias of Yom Kippur? He says to him, one of the six people who stood to the left and the right, the, or it's actually the right and the left of Ezra Seifer. Shinemar. It says, Ezra stood on a wooden platform that was made to stand upon. And it, he stood with him. These were six of his Talmidim on his right. Umismailai and on Ezra's left was Fidia, Mishael, Malkia, Chasham, Chashbadna, Zechariah, and Mishulam. Okay, now how many people are on his left? What did we just say? Pidoya, Mishael, Malkia, Chusham, Chashbadna, Zechariah, Mishulam. Seems to be seven. Okay? Says the Gemara, no. One of them was Yeshivish. But before it asked the Gemara, Hani Shiva Have, it seems there's seven names here. Answers the Gemara, no. There's a Yeshiva Shigai here. Hainu Zechariah, Hainu Mishulam. What's Yeshiva's name? Two names. Yeah? 
Every, everybody, every yeshiva guy's got two names. Like me. Yeah? Two names. Menachem Mendel. Yeah, but there's anybody who's it, you got to have two names. That's, for some reason, that's the way it is. Yeah? The Misholom David, Chaim Yanko, David HaMelech, you know, right? Everybody's got two names. So he says, Hainu Zechari, Hainu Misholom. His name was Zechari Misholom. Right? Same person. Why was his name Zechari Misholom? The Mishalim by Vadia. Because he was complete in his avayda, he was complete in his service of the Rebbeinu Shalom. Period. Tana Rabban the Rabbis learned so Shui Hakol Elam Minyan Shiva. Any Jew could be called up to uh, to the Alias. Vafilu Katan Vafilu Isha. Even a Katan, somebody uh, under bar under bar mitzvah, and even a Isha. All right, even a woman. You hear this? A woman's allowed to get an ali. Avalam ruchachamim, but the chacham say you shouldn't give a woman ali. Isha laitikra batayra mepnei kavod tzibur. A woman should be called up to the Torah because of kavod hatzibur, because of the honor of the tzibur. Now the obvious question is going to be, what type of lack of honor is it to a tzibur when uh, you call up when you call up some lady? So the answer is like this. It's very simple, actually. Imagine you have a job to do. You have a responsibility. You're hired for a job. You're sitting in the office, and your boss calls in his kid, so to speak. Somebody is not really on the staff. Calls in his kid, and he says, here, go, go, go do what I told Tumblr to do. I'm going to be sitting there being like, what am I, job living? It's disrespectful. I'm in the office to do this. And you're telling me you don't need me. That's, that's a real lack of respect. Okay? Here's, the za- Here's what's happening here. The reason why we have Kriya Satayra is because men who are obligated in learning Torah are supposed to learn together publicly at minimum every three days. That's why Kriya Satayra is broken up to be read publicly at least within, you're never going to go more than three days. Women are not obligated to do that. It's not that there's anything wrong. They're just not obligated. So it's a lack of cover to the... If you, if you have a limud Torah that has to be done by men that are required and hired to do this, and you're going to start bringing in people who don't have to do this, this is not their responsibility, and be like, you know what? We're going to give you the job. What type of respect? Why'd you hire me in the first place? What type of mishigash is this? Right? That's the Gemara saying, the reason why we practically, Lamaisa, we don't call up women to the Torah. Just because it's disrespectful to the Tzibur. Ibailu, they asked the Shaila a question searching for information. Maftir Mahu Shiva. This that we say there's seven aliyahs on Shabbos, does that include the aliyah of Maftir? Or is Maftir a, a separate category? It's an eighth aliyah. Okay, it's seven besides for Maftir. Ravuna Viravyirmiya Baraba. So we have a Makhlaikasin Ravuna and Ravyirmiya Baraba, Khadamar Aila, the Khadamar One says that the maftir counts towards the seven, so it's six plus maftir. Another opinion is, no, it's seven and then maftir, which we know is how we pass it, right? We have through Shavi'i, we have seven aliyahs, we complete it, and then maftir goes in, and is an additional aliyah. Says the Gemara, Manda Amar Ayla, the one who says it counts towards the seven aliyahs, Teha Kari. Bottom line is, he's reading from the Torah, so why shouldn't we count them towards the seven? Umanda Amar Ayla, and the one who says that the maftir is not counted as part of the seven, He's following the Pinnabula. Why does the person who got half Torah, he's going to read from Nevi'im 
Why does he need to read from the Torah first? Why do you get an Aliyah, let's say, of three, four Psukim, and then you read from Aftarah? What, what's that? What's the whole business over there? It's because of Kavarat We're not going to call somebody up to, to show that, that you know, reading from the, in, in a way which implies that reading from the Navi is more important to this Yid than, than reading from the Torah. We want to show there's a difference between Hamisha Chumshe Torah and Nevi'im. Their Taka is a difference. V'kivan demishum Kavarat and since the, the, the Maftir Haftarah <coughs> is, is because of Kavarat Torah, so he's not counted as part of the seven, hence you need seven plus him. Okay, meaning his Aliyah is not really an Aliyah to fulfill the mitzvah. His Aliyah is just so it doesn't look disrespectful to the Torah. That's Ula's logic. Therefore, you have your seven that are there for your mitzvah of Kriya Satayra. And then the Maftir really shouldn't be reading from the Torah. His job is the Haftarah, the prophets, the Nevi'im. He's only reading from the Torah, so it shouldn't look disrespectful. Okay, so it's not counting towards the seven Elias. Okay? Mesvei, that's the challenging question. Hamaftir bin Navi, the one who reads from Navi, the one who gets Haftarah. Listen to this, beautiful. Every Haftarah has to have at least 21 Pesukim. Why? Keneged Shiva Shekara B'Tarah. Because the same way you need at least seven aliyahs. And what did we learn? Each aliyah has a minimum of how many psukim? Three. So how many psukim minimum for seven aliyahs? Twenty-one. Therefore, says the Brisa, Haftaira also needs to be a minimum of twenty-one psukim for the seven aliyahs. Now listen to this. The Im Isa, if it's true that the Maftir is one of the seven, Esrim Va'ar, uh, I'm sorry, if it's true that Maftir is an eighth aliyah, so now I really read eight aliyahs of three psukim, Esrim Barbahavim. So I should have to have 24 psukim, question mark, in my half Torah, because I read 24 psukim at minimum in the Torah. To which the Gemara answers, no. What, again, what's the eighth aliyah? Is it because I was obligated to read that from the Torah? No. What's the whole logic there? Kavra Torah, that's it. We just, it's, not, it's disrespectful to be called up and show that the Navi is the same as the Chamesh Kum Therefore, answers the Gemara, Kivan Demishum Kavra Torah, since the final eighth aliyah is because of Kavra Torah, top of Ahmed Bey's, connect Dainami like Vai, period. You don't need three Psukim in Navi to correspond to these last three Psukim because these last three Psukim weren't an integral part of the Kriya Satora. It was only there to get me to the Haftorah. So I'm not going to say you need three more Psukim in the Haftorah now. Period. Maskafla Rabba. Rabba asked the challenging question. There's Haftorah. Which is less than 21 Psukim. And we still read it. Says Gemara, Shani Hasam, the Salak and Yana. Excuse me. The 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 Haftira of Eliseichem Svu. The whole topic is completed within twenty one Sukkim. and therefore there's no obligation to uh, there's no obligation to keep reading. Says the Gemara of Eichad Lei Salak and Yana Loi. But let's say the topic wasn't over. Then you're not allowed to stop by less than twenty one Sukkim. From Rashul Baraba, Rashul Baraba says, Zimnin Sagiyan. Zimnin Sagiyan means it became very clear to me through my multiple experiences. I was standing in front of Rabbi Yechanan. 
And once we reached 10 psukim of the Haftorah, Omar Lon, he said to us, Afsiku, enough. Shanginog, no, make the brachas afterwards now. You're done. Tem sukim, b'seder. Time to go home and eat the Shabbos today. So you see, you don't need 21 sukim in Aftarah. Answer the Gemara. Makam shi'esh torgamon shani. In a place where they have somebody translating the Haftorah during, that's different. We are takalat to stop by less sukim. The Tani Rav Tachlifa Bar Shmuel, Rav Tachlifa Bar Shmuel taught us Lo shanu el Where do we say a minimum of 21 verses in Haftorah? That's when there's nobody standing there and translating the Haftorah for us. But in a place where they set up a, a, uh, a translator, somebody to explain what it means, then, posake, it's permitted to stop by, um, e- even if you have less than 21 psukim. Says Rashi, why? Why? So Rashi says, listen, we do want to have 21 sukkim to represent that, to represent the 21 minimum sukkim of the Torah. However, if it's going to lead to tircha de tzibura, and you know it, it's fascinating. Until today, Haftorah is a very difficult time for people, right? We, particularly on Shavuos. I call the Shavuos Haftorah, after people stay up the whole night, that's the bobblehead Haftorah, right? It's everybody's, you know, people are, are working very hard to, to keep their heads up. Uh, and uh, from uh, uh, falling onto the table. But Baruch Hashem on a regular shop is not so bad. But it's, it's hard. It's hard to keep focus. You already had the whole Kriya Satira. <clears throat> now you're getting to Haftarah. It says Rashi, because of Tircha de Tzibura, usually we'll have 21, but if there's a Maturga one and it's already taking extra time, then we're not going to demand a full 21 Pesachim. Period. End of that Gemara. And we're now up to a brand new Mishnah. Beautiful. Okay. This next Mishnah is going to let us know when we need a 10 Jewish male quorum. Okay, when do you need a minion and for which parts of Davidim? Let's go. In Parson Al Shema, we are not Pirish Shema. We do not split up the Brachas of Shema. Okay, now what does it mean, Parson Shema? So I, I want to just read one Rashi together. We'll read this Rashi to explain what parson means. It literally means to split up. But let's, it's the third line in Rashi on the top left of the page. Ain parson al-shema. Minion haba lebeis haknesses. If you have a minion that walks into a shul, la'achar shekaru atzibor es shema. Once the tzibor already read the shema. I um, made echad. One of these people should stand up. He could stand up and say kaddish barchu and the first bracha of kriyashma. Parson is loshen chazi davar. It's it's to do a splitski. It's to split something in half. Okay, so that's it's a kind of a uh, word that may be unfamiliar to some of us. So it's kedai to look in Rashi. Let's keep going. We do not do this this. Uh, Barhu, Kaddish, so on and so forth. And we're going to say at the end when there's no, when there's no minion. Okay, let's keep going. You don't have a chazin. Go up and say the chazar of The kahanim don't give the bracha of Ein Karim Nor do we have a public kriya satayra. Nor do we read Haftorah. And we also don't have the maimid umayshav, the stopping and going that they have at, at uh, Levias. Rashi goes through the whole process where 
they would stop and go and cry and give a hespit and then stop and go and cry and give a, it was a whole special process that they had at a Levaya. They wouldn't do this if there was less than 10 people, as we're going to see. Uh, and we also do not say, we'll get into this, or words of, of uh, comfort to the Avelim after the, um, after the Levaya. And also, what we know as Shavar Brachas. Okay? And we also do not make a zimun when people are benching together, ten men. We do not say Hashem's name. Right? We just say We don't say All these situations when you have less than ten men. Okay? So when you have less than ten men, there's no Baruchu, Kaddish, um, Chazaras Hashats, the Kayan Duchening, Kriya Satira, Haftira, going and stopping, Shavabrachas, and Azimun with Hashem's name. You need ten men for in order to do all these uh, all these line items. Ubakarkais. And when it comes to Karkais, now Rashi explains that when you have land that belonged to Hektish. In order to redeem that land, sometimes Hektish didn't want to deal with the land. They didn't want to own land. They prefer to have the cold cash. This way they could take the money and go purchase their sacrifices or go pay for the upkeep of the base of Hektish. They didn't want land. The halacha was that in order to redeem the Kedusha from the Karka, you needed not only ten men, but you needed Tisha the Kohen. You needed at least a Kohen included in that minion. Okay? And the same thing applies with an Adam. What's an Adam? A person says, I'm giving my value to the Beit HaMikdash. So when they would appraise that value, also it needed to be done, same as land, by nine men and a Kohen. Period. How do we know all these halachas? That you need a minion. It says in the Pasuk, It will be sanctified amongst the Bnei Yisrael, called Dover Shebekedusha, anything that is a Dover Shebekedusha, something that is a, a situation where you have holiness, lo you should not have less than 10 men. Says the Gemara, where in the world do you get that from those words? My mashma, question mark. Ask the Gemara, where, where do you hear this? All the verse said is, I will be sanctified amongst the Bnei Yisrael. Must be you need a minion. What? Where do you get that information from this Pasuk? Where do you get that? Answers the Gemara. The Tani Rebchia. The Gemara explains. Rebchia taught us. Asya, toch, toch. The word toch means in middle of. There's a Gzei from the words toch, toch. Now where do you find the word toch in middle of? Ksiv hacha. It says over here, v'nekdashti b'zoch v'nei Yisrael. I will be sanctified amongst the v'nei Yisrael. Here means, this is where we Use the pasuk, the pasuk I've quoted before. So, and it says by Korach. Listen closely. This is fascinating. He Separate yourselves from mitoch from among the congregation. Mamish amazing. Yeah. So you know that a congregation. Okay, we know that a congregation among them is a minimum of 10 men, as we're going to see. The Asya Eda Eda. 
And we know that by Korach it needs to be talking about ten men because there's another Xira Shava of Ada Ada, gathering, gathering. Ksivacha, it says over here by by the Meraglim, by the spies, Admasai La Ada Harazais. How how until when is this bad group going to uh, speak badly and, and exist? Now who was the bad group? How many spies were bad? Twelve of them went to spy out the land. Two of them came back tzaddikim. So how many rishaim were there? Ten. Malahalanasara, just like by the spies, we know that the Ada is ten. A group of men is ten. Afkan, so too by Korach, a group of men is ten. And now that we know by Korach when it says Ada is ten, so v'nekdashti b'soch v'nei Yisrael, it says toch also, so that means there were at least ten men over there. By the way, there's a beautiful halacha that, you know, uh, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, Zechariah Lebracha, who, who's, you know, the leading halachic authority of the last generation for us here in America, he poskins, this is why you're allowed to include pretty much any Jew, even the greatest sinner, as part of a minion. Because the whole source of a minion is from the spies. We're called, they're called an Ada. You have the ten spies, they sinned tremendously. We're still suffering because of the sin that they started. Okay, it wasn't all their fault. It's also our fault for accepting the Lashon Hara, right? But they're called an Ada, and all of a sudden, because this group of ten is called an Ada, that's why from there on forth, for all generations, you need ten men. Whenever you have a uh, a Dover Shabbat very very interesting. Now, there's exceptions to the rule. There's people who separate themselves also. That sometimes people are put in Cherim. And they're not uh, they're not permitted to be part of a minion. But be it as it be it as it may, even if somebody's a sinner, if this is the source, so you're certainly allowed to include them in a minion. Okay. We don't do the standing and sitting at the time of a funeral unless you have ten. Says the Gemara. Since why do you need a minion? Since the we'll call it the officiator is going to say. Imdu Yikarim, stand up, beloved ones. Amaidu, stand, Shavu, sit. Yikarim, beloved ones, Shavu, sit. You shouldn't do that with less than 10 men. Okay, what does that mean? So Rashi says that if you're going to use such, such uh, expressions of honor and respect, Logic is going to dictate it's got to really be something of happening. Otherwise, and here's what's so beautiful. Otherwise, you're watering down the words, and that can't be. You can't just speak words that aren't true. So let's say you'd have three people at the funeral. You'd have somebody up there and say, Imdu yakarim, amaydu, shvu yakarim, as if you're like in this whole grand place, huh? Well... Next time you really have a hush of a group there, an important group of 100 people or 10 people or more, you'd be like, we don't feel like anything really special is happening. You say that even even by uh, by one person. My father, Zechariah Levrocha, told me when he was when he was learning uh, by Rabbi Aaron Cutler in Lakewood, so he used to take a leave of absence every year from YU. He was registered in YU. He, my father ended up learning in Lakewood from 1950 until 1961. But... The whole whole story how how that happened. My uh, my father's older brother, my uncle Meish Temler, who passed away recently, is a friend of Lebracha, 
he was already a big hotshot in MTA, NYU, and, and my grandparents wanted my father to be NYU. Um, be it as it may. Long story, but here's the short story. My father said that Reb Shlema Kalbach, who was older, a little older than my father, he was an older uh, guy, he'd come back for Shabbos, and he would take my father for walks and try to convince him not to leave Lakewood. Tell him to stay, he should learn by Rebbe Aaron Cutler. My father went to Lake when he was 17. So Shlomo Kavach, you know, he was an Alta Bacher. And my father said that he felt great. He had this, you know, Shlomo Kavach would come, put his arm around his shoulder, take him for a walk, tell him he's a Heligan Neshama, he's a holy soul, he can't give this up, he's got to keep going, and, you know. So my father said, until he, until he realized that Shlomo Kavach calls everybody a Heligan Neshama. <laughs> he uses that same expression, everybody. He's like, if I would have known, I would have left. <laughs> That's what you would say tongue-in-cheek. If you use an expression too much, so it loses its glamour, it loses its impact. That's what the Gemara is saying over here. We also don't say birchas avelim or birchas chasanim. My birchas avelim. What is the bracha of avelim? Birchas rechava. Okay? This is a bracha which is said out in the street. We don't, uh, we don't say this nowadays, but... There were brachas that they would say when the Avelim would first come back from the Levaya, the brachas Avelim should be done with a minion, the Avelim itself should not be part of the minion. However, a Shavu brachas, a bracha of a chasan, you also need a minion, the chasan is permitted to be part of the tents. When you have the, the, the Avelim, the, the mourners should not be part of the tent, you need ten other men. When it comes to Sheba Brachas, then the Chassan is permitted to be part of it. Also, when you have a Zimun, you have 10 men, what we call benching together, saying Brachas Hamazon together. In order to say Elokeinu, you need at least 10. Since you're going to say Navarich Lelokeinu, it's not respectful, it's not the usual way, it's not, it's not Derech Eretz. Um, to just recite Hashem's name, if there's no particular um, setting to do so. This is a very important limud over here, important message. God's name is not to be used loosely. There are people who, who are careful in general. Right, to, like, you know, we use it when there's a purpose. Like people say, like, oh my God. Other people are careful to, to, not, to not even say it like that. Why? Because they don't want... That, that God, Hashem, should become like a regular vocabulary word, like any other word, that it's just part of our lingo. When we have Hashem, and especially when you say a, a real name of Hashem, not the word God, that's not a real name of Hashem, right? But like Elokeinu, Hashem, uh, Shakai, all these names, be very careful to, when you say it, to make sure that we're using it appropriately and respectfully. When do we use it appropriately and respectfully? Whenever we make a blessing, but also by benching, you need to have at least 10 Jewish men there, and that's when it's appropriate to bring out the name of Hashem. Be very, it has to be handled with care. By, by redeeming land or the value of a person from hectish, you need a minion, and that minion has to include a coin. And on immediately, what's the source? Summer Shmuel Shmuel says, There are ten Kohanim 
meaning ten times that the word Kohen is used in the Parsha Chav the Gufei, one is telling us that you need a Kohen to be the one to redeem the field or the value of the person, the Chav the Mute, and another one's coming to be Memayit, meaning to say it doesn't need to be a Kohen, the Idach, and the other, the other times, have a Miyot Achar Miyot, it's considered a Miyot Achar Miyot, a, a specific after a specific, and what's the rule whenever you have a Miyot Achar Miyot, when you specify something, here's the rule, Whenever you have things specified, it's coming to now become inclusive. Therefore, we have nine Yisraelim and, and one Kohen. Because every time you're going to have a miyot of Kohen, now it's going to include the general category of a Yisrael. Now the problem with that is, ready for this? Miyot achar miyot should tell me, it should go like this. Kohen, that's a Kohen. Next time it says Kohen, that means, oh, not only a Kohen, Yisrael. Then it says Kohen again, who's that? Only a Kohen. So next time it says Kohen, who's that including? Only Yisrael. We're now up to number five. It says Kohen. Who's that? Only a Kohen. Number six, even a Yisrael. Seven, only a Kohen. Eight, even a Yisrael. Nine, only a Kohen. Ten, even a Yisrael. How many Kohanim and Yisraelim should you need in the minion? Five and five. If you follow the rules of miyot achar miyot is lerabos, so you should only be able to include every time you already made a exemption. Every time you specify, the next time is a general. So specific to Kohen, general Yisrael. Specific to Kohen, general Yisrael. It should be, that minion should need five Kohanim and five Yisraelim to which the Gemara says, Kasha. Now this is fascinating. Kasha means you got a good question. But it also means we're not leaving the answer. The halacha doesn't change. If the Gemara would say to Yufta that the halacha is refuted, then the Taka would be wrong. Over here, interestingly, the Gemara is leaving off and saying you're allowed to be bothered by a question. We'll find out later. We're not sure why. We're not sure why. I once heard from one of my rabbeim. Rabbi Kiva Egrin the Gilyan Ashas sometimes leaves off as Tzarechiyin. Sometimes Tzarechiyin Gadol, sometimes Tzarechiyin. Tzarechiyin means he has an answer. But you should be Ma'ayin. He didn't want to write the answer. So my Rebbe said, why didn't Rabbi Kiva Egrin just write the answer? Why is he just writing Tzadi Ayin, Tzarechiyin? You know, you should look more in depth. Give me the answer. Because Rabbi Kiva Egrin is letting us know sometimes when you learn Gemara, you're allowed to have a question and keep going weiter. You don't need to sit there for five months trying to figure out the answer. You try, yeah, good. Okay, Sarachin. We'll come back to it. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to it. Over the Maisa, we're sticking to the, the, to the Torah that we have. Now we're going weiter. Okay. Adam And when we're redeeming the value of a person, also, you need that type of, of minion. Okay? One Kayan and nine Yisraelim. Says the Gemara, Adam Kadosh, can a person himself become hektish? Amr Rabbi says, no. Here's what happened. The guy says, I accept upon myself to pay my value to the base Hamikdash. I'm going to give my value to hektish. Titania, we learned in the Bray. So, Amr When a person says, my value is on me to give to the base Hamikdash, Shaman Oso Ke'evet. We evaluate him as if he's an Evid in the marketplace, as if he's a slave who's going to be sold on the slave market. The Eved is Kishlikarkos. And an Eved is similar to real estate. 
Dixiv, as it says, Visnachaltam Osam, Livnechem Acharechem, you should you will inherit them. Um, live, uh, it will be a heritage to your later generations, La Reshas Akuza, as something that you own for an inheritance. Okay, this talking about Nebuchadnezzar. So we see the Nebuchadnezzar is put into the same category as land. Now, once you see that a human and land can connect via, um, via value and how it's redeemed and how it's passed down, so the same way land needs nine Yisraelim and one coin for the minion, so too, um, so too when it comes to the value of the person who says, Domai Alai, the value, my value is going to go to the base of Mikdash. Okay, let's finish off the daf by beginning the next Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, a person gets called up to the Torah, you cannot read less than three psukim. We're familiar with this. We learned this over the past couple days, okay? Now listen to this. If you're going to have a translator explaining the verses, you should then the translator should do one pasuk at a time. You shouldn't read three psukim and then have the translator do three psukim, okay? So the one reading the Torah is going to read three psukim, and if you can have a translator, he should do uh, verse by verse. This way, Rashi explains, it's not going to come to any sort of mistake. Ubenavi Shlaisha, top of tomorrow's daf, when it comes to reading from Navi or Haftorah, so then even the Maturgamon, even the translators are allowed to read up to three psukim. Hayushlashtan Shalish Parshios, if the three psukim from, from uh, Navi are coming from three different Parshios, okay, coming from three different topics, then you shouldn't do all three verses. If it's three different topics, so then you need to give people time to like focus in. Koran echad echad. Then it's got to be one verse at a time that's translated. Medalgim benavi. You're allowed to skip within navi. Sometimes you'll find in haftorah. Like they're from one part of haftorah, then they skip to the next verse. You're allowed to skip in haftorah. They medalgim You're never allowed to skip uh, over verses when reading from the Torah. Vad kama hu How far are you allowed to skip? When reading from Navi Ad Kadesh Lo until the Maturgaman finishes talking, meaning the one reading from Navi is going to read, and then you have the Maturgaman, the translator, explaining that verse. By the time the translator finishes, the original reader has to be by his next slave. You're not allowed to turn so far where the translator finished and you're still looking for your place. That you're not allowed to do. Bez Hashem, we will, re- we will relearn this Mishnah uh, tomorrow and uh, get into the Gemara and some uh, beautiful, a beautiful Gemara and get into the explanations of these halachas. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.